Uh, my mind's kind of all over the place this morning. Glad you're here. Glad you made it. Hey, um, we're in this series called Making Change, and it's all about life transformation. If you were here the last two weeks, we've been talking about the exchange that we do between um, our current culture, maybe our current mindset, for one that comes from God, a perspective that comes from God that's all about making change, um, trading something that we have for something new that comes from God. Um, we've, been, uh, we've talked the last two weeks. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about less is more, this concept that, that we need to cut back, that we need to clear out, that we need to pay off because life is going to be better with less. Better is one handful with tranquility, right? Then two handfuls with strife and striving after wind. That's, that's that concept from Ecclesiastes. Less is more. Last week, uh, we, we talked about stress is bad. Say, uh, less is more. Thank you. Say, stress is bad. Stress is bad. Last week, we talked about the ongoing stress that weighs us down and that God didn't design us to live a life where, we're just, where we just carry this burden of stress, right? Amen? Hello? Okay, just just check in to make sure you're there. And so we talked about about dealing with some things that we can control that can help alleviate some of that stress. We talked about uh, what we can do relationally, what we can do financially. We talked about what we can do in terms of uh, planning ahead and, and, and having an approach to life that's not reactionary so that we can let go of some of that stress. Today... Today's message is giving is good. Less is more. Stress is bad. Giving is good. Turn to somebody beside you and say, giving is good. Now turn to the other person and say, no, really, giving is good. (laughs) Giving is good. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know, I think what you're thinking. Uh Uh-oh, here we go again. Another message on giving and finances. Yep. <laughs> no apologies. And, he, and here's why. Because I don't think we've got it figured out yet. I, I don't have it figured out. Jesus talked a ton about money and the, and the pull that it has on us. It's present in my life, and I've got to believe it's present in your life as well. So we need that constant reminder over and over again. What's, what's the Bible teach us? And he teaches, uh, and the Bible teaches us giving is good. Um, you know, the, uh, there are times in our lives where we have a, a, a conversation or a snippet of a conversation that sticks with us for years and years and years and years. And, and sometimes they're funny conversations, right? They're things that we don't anticipate. I'm sure you have some of those. One conversation I can remember from high school, I can, re, I can picture myself on the second step of the stairs that went to the upstairs of our house, and my mom in the entranceway talking to me. Uh, I was probably 16 or 17 year, years old. I had made a good deal of money mowing lawns as, uh, through junior high and high school. I was working at Ponderosa Steakhouse, getting my check for two eighty-three, dollars no, one eighty-three an hour, uh, flipping, flipping steaks. It was great, great stuff. And I think my mom asked me about, I think she made a suggestion that was something to the effect of, hey, why don't you pay for this person to go on this event at church? And, and my response was, nah, mom, what are you talking about? That's my money. I earned that money, right? I've got college I've got to pay for. I'm saving for that. I've got dates I need to go on. 
that's my, the important stuff, right? Um, that's my money. And I, re- I remember my mom said to me, um, I, can, I can see the look on her face. She said, Rick, I'm concerned about you. You have a stingy heart. And I'm concerned about what that's going to look like over the course of your life. You know what? She was spot on. She was spot on. I'm not by nature a generous person. I, th- I think I am with my, with my talent and with my time. But with my treasure, with my money, I, that 16, 17-year-old concept, that, no, that's my money. That, that's something I wrestle with all the time. Um, my parents were great examples. I, I, I remember about the same time frame. Somehow, somehow, I, I think I saw my dad's tithe check one Sunday. Um, I can I can remember it very vividly as well. It was for seventy dollars a week, and, and I remember as a high school kid thinking, "That's that's mom and dad's tithe. That's like that's like almost four thousand dollars a year." And this is in the mid nineteen seventies. It's a ton of money right? It it made an impression on me. From the time I was little, um, our parents taught us to give back to God. um, My mom, when my grandfather died, inherited some stock. And and when when I started taking care of my mom and dad's finances and going through stuff, I remember looking in the checkbook and seeing mom's handwriting that out of the money that she got from the stock that had come from my grandpa, on on, on top of the tithe of dad's income, Mom was sending money, $5, $10, $20 a month to the American Bible Society, to missionaries around the world, to, to um, Bible colleges that were training, training guys and gals for ministry and to be missionaries. I saw that example, and mom and dad taught us to be, to be givers. But for me, it was more of a sense of discipline and obligation than an expression of love. It was, it was something that I knew that I needed to do as a follower of Jesus, but it was not something that just welled up inside me and, um, and, and, uh, and just was a normal thing. Um, you know the difference between an oblig- a gift of obligation and a gift of love, right? Um, a gift of obligation is the Christmas present that is socks and underwear, uh, right? And the gift of love is the gift that you think... Um, this is something that they want that they would never buy for themselves. It's just an expression of your love. Uh, again, we're, we're here today because I struggle with this. Deb, Deb and I have conversations all the time where, where she says, Hey, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we, if we gave some money to this person or that person? And I say, Yeah, that would be great. Um, and, and then she says, oh, wouldn't it be great if we gave a big gift to our kids? We're, we're in a place that now we have a little bit that we could do that. Wouldn't it be great if we gave money now to each of our kids rather than waiting for them to inherit it when we die? And I think, I, I, I smile at her oftentimes, and I think, do you think money grows on trees? Yeah, you know? <laughs> How do you think we got to this place where we are now? We've been frugal for lots of years. And if we're going to have money for the next 20 or 30 years of our lives, we can't be giving it away now, right? And yet I hear giving is good. And it's a challenge to me. Anybody else have the same tension? 
Are you Americans? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no Does anybody else have that same experience, that that same struggle is there? Some of you are going, no, and man, good. I, maybe it's a struggle. Yeah, I, I live in that struggle, all right? Um, let, me, let, me share, um, let me share what Paul wrote to a church that he had helped plant in the, in the town of Ephesus. And, and Paul has spent years with them, training the leaders, uh, a couple, three years, and he's getting ready to leave, knowing that he will probably never see them again. This is uh, Acts chapter 20. And this, this is what he says to the leaders in the church in Ephesus. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I haven't coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. Paul says, I've I've not wanted what other people had. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. Paul says, I paid my own way. You guys didn't support me. I did it. I did it using my own skill, the, the things that God has given me. Verse 35, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it's more blessed to give than receive. Do you know that that's from scripture? It's Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Say it again. Giving is good. Giving is good. Paul wrote to Timothy, a a young preacher that he was pastoring, and said, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant but to put their and to put their hope in wealth, but which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they'll lay up for themselves treasures as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Paul says to Timothy, you want to live life to the full? You want to live life that's fulfilling? You want to live the life that Jesus designed for us, that God created us to live? Be a giver, because giving is good. You know, if God is the author of the universe, if he created it all, and if we have given Jesus the keys to the car that is our life, why are we not better givers? Why, why do we not give more? Uh, th- let me throw three reasons at you. One, one is I think that we think that we don't have enough. We think, you know what, I, I don't really have any extra money to be able to give with, right? If, uh, if, if, um, if I just had a little more in savings, if I just had a little more between paycheck to paycheck, if I had more set aside for retirement, if I didn't have this bill or this expense or this particular thing, that, then, I'd, then certainly I'd give. We have this perspective that is, we don't think that we have enough. The second reason why I think we don't give, why we aren't better givers, is because we've had the whole giving appeal uh, thing abused. It's, we've seen it badly, uh, done badly. I, I, I hope that you've seen it on TV and not here at North Point. Uh, but we, we hear guys say, you know what? If you give, God will give back to you. If, uh, if you give more, God will bless you more. 
if you don't give, God's going to squash you like a bug, right? Um, we've, we've heard that. If you give $10, God will give you $100 back. So we don't give, or we give very little, or our giving is not an expression of love to God. We've seen it abused. The, th- the third thing, and, 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 um, and this is the thing that I struggle with the most, we have a scarcity mentality rather than abundance mentality. We think, we, we view our finances as a zero-sum game, that there's only this much that's available. And so if I take this amount and give it, then I won't have that for me for the needs that I have. And we miss that God is the one who supplies everything that we have, Right? God is the one who multiplies, who works in us to bring change. Um, Hear this. Whenever you give, you are a blessing. Whenever you give, you're a blessing. When When you put a gift in the offering, you bless the church. You bless the ministries and the missionaries and the stuff that we have going on here. Whenever you give, you are a blessing. And whenever you give, you are blessed. When you give with the right attitude, you have this sense of of what a cool thing it is for God to choose to use you and the resources that he's given you to accomplish his kingdom. That's why giving is good. Whenever you're giving, you're blessed. Whenever you give, you will be blessed. So... Uh, let, me, let me just share three kind of big picture things about giving that that uh, that'll get your mind thinking, I hope, um, and, and put you on the right track. First is this. Giving activates your values. Um, there are things that we say we believe. And, there, and then there's the way that we live life that lives out the way that we truly believe. We say God's the most important thing in our lives. Giving gives us the ability to elevate God in practical terms to what that looks like. Um, We say that we believe that God will provide for us. When we give, we live that out. We say that we don't care, that we care more about God's kingdom than we care about our own comfort. When we give, it gives us a chance to live that out. Giving activates your values. Giving expands your vision. When we give, it helps us see beyond our immediate uh, circumstances. It helps us see beyond the things that we're involved in right here. When we give and begin to send that money in other places, all of a sudden our heart goes there too. Jesus said where your treasure is, that's where your heart is, right? Um, how many of you How many of you had ever heard of the Yembe Yembe tribe in Papua New Guinea before you came to North Point? All those hands went down, right? How many of you had... Nobody, because they're a little people group in this tiny country on the other side of the world. But when we give to bring the word of God to them, to help establish a church there, all of a sudden our heart goes there as well. How many of you? Uh, how many of you would have ever given a second thought to teens in rural Michigan if you weren't giving to Doug and Don Rutledge and Crossroads Farm? And the ministry that says, man, there are all these kids who don't have the benefit of a larger experience, a bigger picture of what the church can be. But through Crossroads Farm, God, God is changing lives in the, in the lives of rural teens. How many of you um, would have spent any time this last Christmas 
thinking about the children of convicts if we didn't partner with Angel Tree and Prison Fellowship to provide gifts for those people. When we give, it expands our vision of what God is doing in the world. And that's an important thing. You know, for, for me personally, uh, 40 years in ministry, I've, I've got friends and connections and people all over the world that are living on next to nothing. And when I give to help their ministries go forward, it takes a piece of my heart and it invests, a, invests it in different places in the world. When we give, it expands our vision. And giving generates joy in us. When we, when we give... Um, when we give, it does something to our hearts. Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. Um, I, I was listening to a guy this week talk about this particular thing, and he said, he said, you know, there are never moments, memorable moments that, that, that exist in your life where it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I bought that, when I consumed that. I, I, oh, I remember, I remember it was so fulfilling when I bought that bag of flour or when I bought that, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is. But there are all kinds of moments, if you've been a giver, that you think, oh, it was the coolest thing ever to be able to write that check or to put that cash in that person's hand or to give a couple of years ago so the Chanteurs could go back to Papua New Guinea. Uh, um, I've, I've told the story before about when, uh, when we moved to uh, southwest Missouri for me to teach at a Christian college there. Um, the church that I had been at in, um, in Maryland, right outside Washington, D.C., when I made the decision to go there, I made the decision that knowing that we were going to have a reduction in our salary of about a third. We were going to live on, a, on um, two-thirds of what we had been making in, um, in Maryland. And our house didn't sell in Maryland. So uh, we lived for uh, a number of months, uh, about 15 months, with two house payments with an income that had been reduced by two-thirds, and it it was incredibly difficult. Um, Unbeknownst to me, uh, the president of the school uh, talked to the faculty and staff, and they took up a special offering um, for me and Deb. And... um, and at a staff meeting, they, uh, with all the faculty and staff, the secretaries, you know, all the support staff there, everybody had given, and the gift was over $4,000 to help, tie, help us um, get through. And the thing that I remember the most about that, it was, it, was a, it was an incredible blessing to be on the receiving end. But I remember the people that I worked with weeping for us because they had been able to give and to be a part of a bigger picture of God's kingdom. Um, you know, it's giving generates joy. They, they, were, they were tears of joy for what God was doing through us and that they could be a part of it. Giving is good. It changes us. It gives us a chance to live out what we believe. Um, as we talk about making changes, we start this year, this year of 2020, I, I want to encourage you to exchange a scarcity mindset for a generosity mindset. I want to encourage you to exchange a selfish spirit for a selfless one. I want to encourage you to exchange a viewpoint that you have limited financial resources that you need to protect 
to a perspective that God has unlimited resources that he can channel wherever he wants and that he might use you to help accomplish that. What's the Bible say about generosity? I, I was, I, I actually, to be real honest, I was, I was just kind of bowled over by what Scripture teaches about generosity, a lot more than I thought. Solomon, that we've talked about Solomon the last couple of weeks. Solomon in Proverbs 11 says this, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, said, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure from the preacher. God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. A few verses later in verse 11, you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Solomon, Proverbs 22, the generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. Psalmist David Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Paul, to one of his dear friends, Philemon, said, I'm praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. If you're like me, if you struggle with this, how do you take some steps to begin to be generous, to begin to be a good giver? How do you grow in your generosity? Let me me give you four things today. The first thing is this. Trust God with a tithe. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, tithing was a law. It was a requirement for God's people because it helped them, it helped remind them everything that they had came from God. In the first century church, there's not, there is no law. Don't miss this. There is no law that says you have to tithe. But in the first century church, when Paul was teaching about generosity, understand the historical context would have been that when they heard the words generosity, it wouldn't have been the tithe. It would have been stuff on top of the tithe. It would have been what was beyond that. And so uh, the, the tithe is a great place to start. The tithe, uh, the word means 10%. So if you, if you get a check for $1,000, a tithe is $100. You move, all you do is move the decimal over one spot. If, you, if, you're, if your paycheck each week is $435.75, your tithe will be $43.70, whatever cents I said. Okay, You, you just move it over. Why, why do we teach that? Why is that important? I, first of all, because I think it's a biblical precedent. I think there's the precedent. It's not a law. It's not an obligation. It's not going to impact whether you're saved or not. But it's a great place to start to just recognize, God, everything I have comes from you. And if I want to be a generous giver, that's a, that's a great place to start. Um, God, said through, God said to the Jews, to his people through uh, the prophet Malachi, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. 
and see what I do. See if I don't abundantly bless you. In, in, in our context, that means into the church. You know, set that there for God's people to use in an incredible way. Second thing is this. Start with the tithe. Second thing is plan your generosity. Um, Isaiah 32 says, generous people plan to do what's generous. Generous people plan to do what's generous. And they stand firm in their generosity. Decide what you're going to give. Uh, we read that in, in, um, in Corinthians. Um, decide in your, in your mind ahead of time what you're going to give. Um, I think in our current time period, it's, this concept is one of the strongest reasons why I, why I believe in electronic giving. Um, because in my life, I don't know if this is true in your life, but in my life, all my bills right now are paid electronically. I set it up. It, it happens. The money goes out, and, and I do that based on a budget to make sure that I've got enough money to be able to do that. You can, you can give electronically to the kingdom, to missionaries around the world. You can give electronically to North Point. Today, when we take up our offering, if you want to do it, if you want to write it down, it's in the, I don't think it's in the app notes right now, but you can give electronically by, by sending a message to 77977 that says NCC Give. And you can give one time, you can give recurring, but it will allow you to plan what you're going to give and to not, uh, to not be in a place where you, where you come to church and say, oh, I've got $10 in my pocket, I guess I'll give the $10. It allows you to plan ahead to do that. And, uh, and that's such, that's such a, a, a good thing. Um, while, while we're talking about planning, um, you can give electronically through the app. That's, that's sweet. Um, a better way, if you want to do this when you go home today, is to, is to work through your bank's website and have the bank send a check to the church directly or to a missionary wherever because that will cut out the percentage that gets paid to the bank card. Um, we talked about that a couple of years ago, and uh, a number of people made that change, and it made a difference in the money that we had available for ministry here at North Point of somewhere between seven and $9,000. Okay, well, um, uh, in the month of December, 68% of our giving, 68% of our giving came either electronically or through checks that came from the bank. That's, that's a huge amount. But uh, you, can, you can set that up, and that's, a, that's just a really cool thing that can help more money go to the kingdom. Um, when you plan to give, let me, let me challenge you. And again, this is, this is all stuff out of my life. Please don't feel like this is burdensome. Um, when you plan to give, recognize that when your income changes, you need to make plans to change what you give as well. For many of you, maybe you got a, a raise at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of 2020. Maybe you got a Christmas bonus or whatever. Let me encourage you to, to understand everything that we have comes from God. One of the disadvantages of electronic giving is you set it up and you let it go and you stop thinking about it. And then you get a raise and it's still that same amount. Let me encourage you to just think about what you're given and to let that be an expression of your faith. The third thing is this. Start being generous now. If you want to learn to be a generous giver, don't think, I've got to wait till I get out of debt. I've got to wait until my kids are gone. I've got to wait until my retirement fund is fully funded. I've got to wait until X, Y, Z. Start now no matter where you are. If you're, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, let me encourage you to, to decide that you're going to set aside some money to give and to do that today. It may, it may just be $5, 10 $15, $20, but that you're going to 
that you're going to um, let that be an expression of your faith in God and what Jesus is doing in your life. Start being generous now. Don't wait until you're old. Um, parents, parents, if you've got young kids, teach your children to be givers now. It's lots easier to learn when you grow up with your, with your kids given, given a part of their allowance, given a part of the money that they make babysitting or mowing lawns, giving back to God and trusting that to them. Um, we, we have some teens in this service. There'll be more in, in next service probably as well. Understand, teenagers, learn now to be a giver. Don't think, oh, I make that money, it's mine, like I did. Learn to be a giver now. If, if you're young married, if you just got out of school and you're dealing with the college debt thing and you're looking at that, don't think, oh, I'm going to wait to give until after my college debt's paid. It'll never be paid, right? That's, that was that laugh. Thank you. Start giving now. Start being generous now. The fourth thing is this. Make your generous giving an act of worship. Um, one, of the, one of the disadvantages of electronic giving is that, that you miss the ability of writing the check, putting it in the offering bucket, and saying, God, I'm giving back to you. Um, let me encourage you, if you give electronically, to when the offering bucket goes by, to just take a second and say, God, my check's not here. It's coming from the bank. But I trust you with everything that you've given me. And this is my act of worship to give. Um, sometimes I wish that when we take up the offering, we could do a celebration thing. You know, when the offering comes and you throw your money in, woohoo! I get to give! It, because there really is this sense that God has blessed, that He has that he has provided for us, and that he is good. He's the model giver for us, right? Is that right? So giving, giving is good. Make your your generous giving an act of worship. The dictionary says generosity is a readiness to give uh, something more than is necessary or expected. Generosity is... a readiness to give something more than is expected or necessary. Generosity for me, if we go back to that whole less is more thing, you know, that, that scripture from Ecclesiastes, better is one handful with peace than two handfuls with striving and, and chasing after wind. But here's, here's the best thing, I think, about generosity. Generosity is having open hands. It's not a handful that you hold on to. It's, God, everything I have comes, comes from you. You want to channel in another area? That's great. I'm just simply a tool that you can use to help that happen. Um, it's been close to 15 years since I was first exposed to Dave Ramsey and Financial Peace University. We've got a class that's just starting in a couple of weeks. Um, and I remember, I remember sitting in a conference and hearing Ramsey talk and, and, and it was compelling to me, compelling to me. And you know why? Because Ramsey said, if you want to be a generous giver, if you want to give like nobody else, you need to get some principles down pat now so that you have the ability to do it. 
The reason that we took FPU for the first time is because I wanted to be a better giver. I wanted not just in my head but in my heart. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to say, oh, man, there's a need, and, 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 to, and to pass it along as God has blessed us. Um, man, we, 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 need, we need to understand giving is good and to allow God to use us in that way. Why are we hosting FPU this year? Because I want us to be a church that's characterized by extravagant generosity. When, when we paid the medical bill this past fall, um, that's extravagant generosity, right? People that we don't know, we don't know their situation, but just showered the love of God on them because we could. Because because we were a conduit that God could use to show that love. Um, I, 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 want, I want to be an extravagant giver. I want to be known for extravagant generosity. I want us to be known as, an extra, as a church that's filled with extravagant givers. You know what? Extravagant givers don't complain about stuff. Extravagant givers aren't pessimists. Extravagant givers aren't depressed, Right? Extravagant givers celebrate the wins. They celebrate being able to pay off medical debt. They celebrate um, when kids from North Point go into ministry or missions as their vocation. They celebrate when there are baptisms and all kinds of cool stuff that God is doing going on here. Extravagant givers, um, are, are, their hearts are in what God is doing. Uh, the opportunities that we have to tell people about Jesus. Giving is good. Say that. Giving is good. I want you to say it a whole bunch. Because sometimes I think we just need to convince ourselves. Um, there, there, is, um, there is in the app a homework assignment for you today. Um, if you've got the app open... Um, I, I want to challenge you. To, you can do it now. You can do it later, whatever. I, I listed eight categories of things that we spend money on. Um, and and I, I just want you to take some time. And you don't have to check your books and go through your budget and all that kind of stuff. Just roughly think, okay, what is it that I'm spending on each of these eight areas? And, pu- and put, that, put that amount in there. And then add a ninth area down at the bottom that says Giving. And put what you give each month to things that matter. I'm not talking about birthday presents, that kind of stuff. I'm, t- I'm talking about giving to meet other people's needs, giving to the kingdom through North Point, giving wherever it is. Put that there. And then look at those nine categories and say, does that reflect what I value? Is that who I want to be? Do I want to be a generous giver? And if so, what kind of changes do I need to make in my life? Um, we're going to finish with a song. And during that song this morning, we're going to take up our offering. Now, we didn't forget, okay? <laughs> we didn't forget. We're going to take up our offering. Um, my hope, my, my hope is that the offering today takes longer than it's ever taken before because I want to challenge you. When the bucket goes by and you put your hands on the bucket, I want you to pray that God would bless whatever you give um, and that God would help you become a generous giver.
Um, now, it may be that you give electronically uh, and you're not putting anything in. That's cool. It may be that you're not giving anything at all today. Um, that's cool too. Still pray and ask God to make you a generous giver and ask God to bless what you give to, to move his kingdom forward. Here's why, here's why today's message um, is happening. I don't want to be stingy. God has been too good to me. Anybody say amen? amen. I don't want to be stingy. I want to be a generous giver. And I've got to believe that, that God wants that for you too. I, I want to believe that it will, it will change your life, change the way that you look at the world because giving is good. Uh, we're going we're gonna to sing. What are, what are the words to the song? Give thanks for all you have done.